morning. Good morning to you and your listeners. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, so why has your party decided to oppose the upcoming government amendments to the Constitution on care and the family? Uh, well, we decided to oppose any changes to the Constitution because, quite frankly, the changes will have absolutely zero practical impact on anyone in this country. Um, the, we, we, we had two referendums over the last number of years, and no matter what your views on the same-sex marriage referendum and the, the, uh, the Save the Eight or the, the removal of the Eight referendum, um, they had impacts on our life and what happened. This, this referendum will have no impact. What it will do is, is it, will remove, um, it will remove solid law and it will replace it with ambiguity. So there are two referendums coming up. Um, the first one on the family. So what will happen? What, uh, so the family referendum for people aren't where is, and I'd like to, I'd like to reference that as the durable relationships referendum because simply what's happening is um, the state is adding a clause that gives durable relationships the same status as as marriage. So that's probably that's probably the easiest way to link it in people's minds and. Many people have spoken about how the term durable relationship is not defined and it's not defined in law and it will bring confusion because of the ambiguity. So that's the first referendum and which is linked to durable relationships. The second referendum then uh, is called the care referendum, but in reality what it is is it's the removal of uh, mother and woman from the constitution referendum. Um, so you are of the opinion that some of the language in the constitution is outdated and if the language if the referendums have been altered slightly we could have supported it but what the government has done in this case especially in the in referendum or the the mother and removal of mother and woman from the constitution referendum is that they have removed protections that have been afforded to mothers and they removed protections that have been afforded to women in the constitution and they have now just added a kind of a, a watery version of care Without with, with, with words like strive um, that doesn't offer any protections. So, for instance, um, the, what the Constitution says is that uh, by her life in the home, woman gives to the state a support which the common good cannot be achieved. So that is a very admirable quality. Um, now, if some part of that was, was, was deemed old-fashioned, maybe you could remove the portion by her life in the home and just say women gives to the state a support which the common good cannot be achieved, which is which is very admirable. They also want to remove that uh, mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. So again, if they had just said neglect, if they had said to remove neglected duties in the home, then who could have gone with that? If it, 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 as long as they had kept mothers shall not obliged to engage in economic um, but true economic necessity. In so, Eric, do you, do you do you feel that the the changes that are proposed there don't actually remove the implication that a woman's proper place is in the home? Well, what it does there is it removes the 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 goal of the state to uh, to to protect and help women who want to stay at home. That's what it removes. Um, it's it's and and what it brings in is. It brings in ambiguity that's not... It, it talks about striving and it talks about all these things that are vague. So, like, A2, in our, in our, in our advocacy for a no-no vote, 
there are a number of other quite prominent politicians who are also are also calling for it, like Captain Connolly, Michael McDowell, Senator Tom Cronin. And what all of us agree is that the referendums will not deliver any meaningful, enforceable rights, which the current constitution doesn't. It, it won't give uh, it won't give groups who experience discrimination any advantages. It won't help people with disabilities. It, it doesn't do anything like that. It just makes it vague, which is not something, which is not something what what we want in the constitution. The constitution should be factually based in law. But there are and plenty of women who would be very happy with that so-called woman in the home clause being changed. I mean, the purpose of that provision was to acknowledge the importance of care in the home, yeah. which I suppose back then was provided almost exclusively by mothers, and the yeah. purpose was to ensure mothers could remain in the home and not be forced to work yeah. because of financial reasons. But the state help implied by the wording, that was never actually put into practice, and women were never supported to provide care in the home, and the actual, worse than that, the constitution was quite often used to bolster arguments that a woman's place was in the home, and the policies which excluded women from work were acceptable. Surely that needs to be changed. Um, I, I, I don't agree with you on that. So Michael Medoul has, has said that the doubling of the married income allowance and tax bans is down to that. He has said that maternity leave, that the, the enhanced maternity leave that is there now compared to when the foundation of the state and up to 50, 40, 50 years ago is down to that. The universal child benefit payment is down to that. So what we have is the former attorney general of the state basically saying that there are quite a number of allowances that are given to, to mothers and, and children that are down to the state's obligation to ensure that mothers should not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour. Um, so th- that's coming from Attorney General. And what we know as well is Justice uh, Susan Denham has specifically said that um, that the, the role played by wives and mothers in the home was recognised in those articles. And this recognition and acknowledgement does, ex- does not exclude mothers and women from other roles in society. We've had the presidents of this country, presidents of this country have been women. There are women that have, are now on top of companies and every facet of society. And I suppose what it's showing is that, like one of the issues I don't like where this, um, this referendum is slightly moved towards is a lot of the commentary that's out there is linking, our, it's linking what's happening now to back to when Ireland was in the 40s, 50s and 60s. And I suppose we saw that recently with the National Broadcaster. When, when they launched their piece on the referendum, they started off by showing black and white images of, of housewives back in the 50s. But does the, wording, does the wording of that so-called one with the home clause not reflect that, that time? It would be uh, logical why they would use that kind of footage because that's when it, when it stems from. Well, what, what the current wording says is that it reflects the, that women who want to stay at home can be supported. And like I mentioned, if, if the state had just said, let's remove the reference and neglect the duties in the home, ain't who would have supported us? Because that could be deemed as archaic and out of date. But the women so who, who it is, says that the women who want to work at home would be supported, but they, were never, they weren't yeah. supported by the state. Um, they weren't supported by the state. That's well, what, what I just mentioned, how um, there is doubling of tax allowances and bans, there's maternity leave, all those, there's universal child payment and Michael McDowell has said that they are there because of the state's obli- constitutional obligations. Um, and you've got to remember across all of Europe, in, across all Europe and most of the world in the 40s, 50s and 60s, the very same, um, the very same uh, parochial and kind of male-dominated society existed. So what we're seeing is 
like the country has moved on and all the benefits and the modern the modern state of life that's there in the country at the moment, they have all come into play despite these articles being there. So this goes back to my very first point is removing these articles will have absolutely zero benefit to anybody. And what they will do is just bring in ambiguity. And I suppose the family referendum is a perfect example of ambiguity. What they're planning to do is add the term uh, durable relationships to the, the definition and the recognising of the family and durable relationships. Even the ministers at the moment are, are, conflict, are in conf- they're conflicting each other by um, the definition of what is a durable relationship. The, the Electoral Commission suggested last week that a durable relationship could be defined as a couple that receive a Christmas card or a wedding invitation together. Um, that's, no way for, that's no way for the law to be presented. Um, it's very. So you feel it's, it's that, that I suppose maybe that what they were hoping to recognise durable relationships with those who have been in relation long term relationships, ten, twenty years, or whatever it might be, and are, yeah. are, are 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 in effect life partners, but just aren't married. But you feel you and your party feel that it it isn't that it, the wording isn't that specific. The the proposed wording Correct. change. Yeah, like if you look at if you look at the CSO every couple of years, we fill out um, our, our national census, and there are. 17 different type, different types of households listed on the uh, that your your household can fall under in the census, and um, there is there is like, like you could be living with a sibling, is that a durable relationship? You could be living with friends for a number of years, is that a durable relationship? You could be could be one parent family, you could be you could be living with your uh, your, your your father and your mother, there could be a grandparent house. There are 17 different types of um, of households, and only one of the households would not qualify as a durable relationship. So, again, it's vague. Uh, I lived with friends of mine for five or six years, and it, what, is that considered a durable relationship? It, it's very hard. And can, and what, can I put it to Eric, though? We, we, we I mean, we've spoken with carers who who support yeah. changing the wording in relation to carers. They feel that it will make a big difference to their situation. And, and how will it make a difference to their situation? Well, they have told us that securing a yes vote on both fronts w- will help ensure a greater platform for carers to, to fight for their rights. Uh, they, they, they seem happy with the proposed changes to the wording. Um, well, I do know that one of the care associations that came out in support of us, they didn't consult their members. And we've been contacted by a large number of their members, but not happy with their uh, with that advocacy, I suppose. And this comes back to the call. We've right spoken, the well, we've spoken yeah. to like individual family carers as well yeah. who've told us that, 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 that they support it, that they feel, I suppose, look, the proposed changes to the wording of carers, it fails to commit the state to actually providing support for people who work in the home caring for others, but they felt it, it, it offers them a better platform to to call on the government to provide that support. Okay, well, so to the care referendum, what you just mentioned there, the proposed amendment removes any obligation by the state to support mothers or by implication fathers. So that's what's happening. The care referendum, if passed, will remove obligation. And what it will bring in is, it will bring in words like, uh, it shall strive to provide provision and support. So it is removing an obligation and it's bringing in the word strive. So um, I fail to see how removing an obligation is superior than bringing in the word strive. Well, I suppose um, some carers would say that it was there an obligation because it didn't feel like they were getting much support from the government anyway, even if, you, it, as, yeah. if as you say, there was, a, there was an obligation within the wording. If, um, if, 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 care, if some people felt that 
uh, the state wasn't fulfilling their duty when the word, when an obligation exists in the constitution, can we imagine for one instance that the state will, will improve its, uh, its, its duty now that the word obligation is gone and the word strive returns? I don't think so. Um, but like back to the durable relationship part is one of the key issues, one of the key concerns with the durable relationship is the implications that it will have on family law, on immigration law, and citizenship, on tax law, inheritance law, and all that type of stuff. Because when you bring in, like we all know of fam- or there, there's, there's quite commonly uh, families who get into disputes over who, who maybe a parent passed away and who owns family land or family houses. And there are disputes that go on for a long number of years in the course of law over when it's clear what a family is. Imagine what will happen if, uh, if durable relationship comes into the place. And look, at the moment, immigration is quite a hot topic. And what we, we have, we've had a number of Fine Gael uh, ministers on, on, the national, on national TV stations mention that uh, bringing in uh, the change of durable relationship will have a direct impact on immigration. David Stanton, the, the Fine Gael TD, mentioned how uh, the average asylum seeker brings in, uh, when, when, when they're granted asylum, they, they apply for, on the average number, 20 family members to join them in the country. Um, by bringing to relationships, that will increase potential for more family members or more durable relationship people to join. So it, there is a large number of, there are a large number of unforeseen consequences that would be there. So if you're unhappy with, with, with immigration law and family law and tax law at the moment, by removing, by changing the definition to include your relationships, you are vastly increasing the potential and the unforeseen circumstances of what what could happen. Okay, and we, uh, we don't know because yeah, do, the ministers don't even know. Like the ministers have been a loggerhead. Minister uh, O'Gorman has mentioned about troubles and not being part of this. Well, Minister then, O'Gorman, uh, Minister uh, Eric, yeah. Minister O'Gorman has also said a yes vote uh, on care in the home will actually help him. It will strengthen his hand in being able to secure funding for for both disability services and carers in the next budget. Yeah. Which uh, are, are are you disagreeing with him on that? Do you think oh, that that he wouldn't be oh, able to do that? Totally. Look, I don't like bringing this up, but since you mentioned about the topic. Uh, I think that's a classic example of misinformation, disinformation. The government, and this has been roundly condemned on social media over the last number of days. You're correct, Minister Gorman did say that. But let's be clear here. Uh, it's the budget and the government that can decide how much extra money is spent in each department. Um, the Constitution has no... There is no mention between the Constitution and budget allowance. So if Minister Gorman wants to, wants to allocate extra money towards certain segments of, of society and families and ver- versions of families he's entitled to that he doesn't need to change the constitution to that okay that okay. is simply a budget that is simply a budgetary decision and nothing whatsoever to do with the constitution okay we do have to leave it there uh, eric and no thank you for your time this morning